Thank you so much for tuning in to a special edition of the Citizens Defending Freedom show. As part of our commitment to stand up against tyranny and to always speak truth, from time to time, we will also bring you featured stories that you may not see on other traditional media outlets. Coming up on today's show, we'll take a special look at how the Inflation Reduction Act is allowing private property to be taken from regular American citizens like you and I. And that property is being given to private corporations for them to gain billions of your tax dollars. But before we get started, make sure to click the like button and visit citizensdefendingfreedom.com to subscribe to our newsletter to make sure you stay up to date. If you haven't heard about the latest unconstitutional overreach, establishment Republicans and Democrats have been working for decades to pass laws to incentivize carbon capture tax credits, which will ultimately allow private businesses to build CO2 pipelines on your land. Our next guests say these CO2 pipelines are not only unconstitutional, they're also extremely dangerous and when things go wrong, ultimately deadly. Joining our show to help shed light on this important matter, we spoke with former Iowa Congressman Steve King, Trent Luce, the founder of the Free Soil Coalition, and Jared Bosley, a farmer from North Dakota who has had his property ownership rights violated. First, we talked to former Congressman Steve King. Last August, about a year ago, President Joe Biden signed the, the Inflation Reduction Act, that misnomered bill that put hundreds of billions of dollars into carbon credits. And carbon credits are pay, they pay uh, companies to you know, to capture and sequester CO2. Um, they want to pump it down underground in the oil fields, near the oil fields in North Dakota and in southern Illinois. And so in Iowa, we're in the middle of this. We're the epicenter of ethanol. And uh, in the ethanol production plants that we have, release CO2 in the largest volume of the purest form anywhere known in the world. It's, uh, it's the low-hanging fruit if you're going to capture CO2. This money, these hundreds of billions of dollars, have, in, have incentivized two major companies. One of them is BlackRock, who um, has swings a, a big stick in the World Economic Forum and throughout the Democratic Party here in the United States. That's Larry Fink, the CEO, controlling over $10 trillion in his investment fund. The other one is Bruce Rastetter, an Iowa-born-and-raised Iowa ethanol mogul who was building six ethanol plants in Brazil, by the way, those two have planned two pipelines that are about 3,300 miles long altogether, 3,300 miles. Um, the the uh, Rastetter pipeline starts in, in southeast Iowa, and it runs to the northwest, clear up to north of Bismarck, North Dakota, into the oil fields there. And the Larry Fink model of it starts in South Dakota, and it runs down through Iowa, Minnesota, Nebraska also, to southern Illinois. Two pipelines parallel, running in opposite directions of each other, crossing each other three times, and they want to use eminent domain to bulldoze their way through the best farmland in the world. That's a summary of it, and that's what our taxpayers would pay for 100% of it. It is all sunk money, all wasted capital, and uh, the dumbest decision I think the federal government's ever made and it takes away our freedom and our property rights and our constitutional rights, Lindsay. So for somebody who's unfamiliar with this, what exactly do CO2 pipes provide? The CO2 is a necessary gas in our atmosphere at about 0.044%, um, something like that. And uh, we have to have it for photosynthesis. And that's so the corn that surrounds me where I am right now, um, it sequesters a tremendous amount of carbon, takes the CO2 out of the air, releases the oxygen, so we've got something to breathe. But 
this, the purpose of the pipeline is that they believe, the environmental extremists, the global warming people, believe that CO2 is the driver of global warming, and so they want to get to carbon neutral. And now uh, that means they want to eventually sequester or eliminate the release of, their number is 40 billion metric tons of CO2 a year planet-wide. And they want to get to par carbon zero by 2050, and then they want to reduce the CO2 in the atmosphere after that, the cost is astronomical, and it's impossible to reach uh, carbon neutral. But this CO2, um, it is a gas that's it's heavier than air. And we actually use it to euthanize hogs in our packing plants, a merciful way to put them to sleep before they go to slaughter. And uh, in concentrations, if there's a leak in a pipeline, that heavier-than-air CO2 would fill the valleys up, and it kills everything, uh, everything that in its reach. So... Uh, the, the, this proposal, it has danger factors to it. There's safety factors they can plug in. They're danger factors. Uh, but the idea of this is it takes the CO2 that has that uh, has no current current value that we can turn into methanol and turn as a market product. They would be securing, these two people would have a duopoly, uh, not a monopoly, but a duopoly on the highest quality, largest volume of CO2 in the world. With a pipelines, they could lock that up and they would hold that for decades and all the other uses for it would be at their discretion. Next, we talked to Trent Luce, the founder of Free Soil Coalition, and Jared Bosley, a farmer from North Dakota. Uh, we raise cattle and then uh, corn, soybeans, millet, and uh, alfalfa. Uh, it's, this has been in the, my family since 1907 here, and keep raise them, raising the fifth generation, so they're coming up. i got a 17-year-old daughter and a 13-year-old boy, and hopefully plan is for them to hopefully take the ranch over someday and expand this a little bit, and where we can expand is kind of the cow-wise of this thing, and we got to go to the north of the farm. We got a bunch of trees and stuff planted up there, and that is right where this pipeline wants to come in, right in the middle of the corridor, come through and, and totally disrupt all our future plans and I have been fighting this the whole time since since the beginning of it. And the more you learn about carbon pipelines and, and what's actually happened here, the worse this whole project gets for the public and everybody. There's absolutely zero public use for this stuff. How do they have a right to your land? Well, we went to court because I didn't want to let them on the survey. And that's how all of the south part of Brown County here is that way. So we went to court, and the judge ruled that Summit could go on and do it. It just seems like any of the upper officials just agree just agree with Summit and this huge foreign-owned corporation to come in here and take our land. And they, and they go right at the farm sites around here. I know through here there's about, it's probably eight miles, and they're by like 12 different farmhouses. That's within like 1,000 feet of them or less, there's some all the way up to 100 feet from their house is where they are with this. And I know up in McPherson County, I got a great friend up there, and there's nine miles, and they go by 14 homes. McPherson County is not a very populated county. Like, it's tough to just see the neighbor around there, but they manage to go. Like, they're aiming for the people in the country to get us out of here the way it looks to me and control of food. Seems like if you got cows around your place, they made sure they went by that. And it's just uh, it's a very frustrating deal to be 
put in it. Didn't think this could even happen in America, and it's happening in full effect right now. And it all boils back to that 45 tax queue as long as that money's hanging out there. It's just like a prime rib hanging in the tree, and the wolves are going to keep coming. It shouldn't be that easy. Trent, how did you get involved in this? Actually, it was two and a half years ago, Lindsay. I, I ranch in central Nebraska, and in typical cowboy farmer fashion, I'm sixth generation. I got to one-up the guy in front of me. In this case, in Jared's case, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to two-up it. My family's been taking care of li- land and livestock in the United States since 1832. And I'm very fortunate that I found the woman of my dreams because I've been on the road trying to rally the troops and, and find a true champion's like Jared Bosley, and, and network us together so that we can come at this with the truth in a group of people who want to stand up for property rights. And and we've lost sight of the fact that property rights equals liberty. I've been very fortunate in the past 23 years to speak in 23, or excuse me, in 48 states in the United States and on four continents. And every time I leave the North American continent, I go to Japan or I go to Australia, as I've done five different times, They always marvel at what we're able to accomplish in the United States. And it comes back to our founding fathers. And this document that I carry in my pocket all the time, frankly, the United States Constitution, which was modeled after the Bible, really comes back to giving individuals the ability to own property so that we can improve the property and improve human life. To learn more, visit freesoilcoalition.com. Before we go, we want to leave you with our inspirational Bible verse for the week. This week's verse is Exodus 20:15. You shall not steal. I think that's very fitting for what we just learned about today. But Proverbs 10:17 says, "Whoever heeds discipline shows the way to life, but whoever ignores correction leads others astray." Isn't that a great reminder for today? As you can see, Citizens Defending Freedom is doing important work. Help us today in our fight to expose government overreach and protect personal liberties. Please visit citizensdefendingfreedom.com where you can learn more about our organization and generously contribute to our cause. Have a great day and make sure to like us on social media and tell your friends about the great things we're doing.